Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for August 9th, 2020. Shostakovich's Symphony No. 7, which would famously be known as the Leningrad Symphony, was performed on this day in 1942 by a starving orchestra for the besieged residents of Leningrad. In June of 1941, Germany invaded the Soviet Union. Rejected from army service due to poor eyesight, Shostakovich volunteered to serve on the Leningrad Conservatory's fire brigade. A photograph of him as Fireman Shostakovich, as he was known, graced the cover of Time magazine on July 20th of 1942. Behind his resolute portrait are scenes of fiery destruction, plus a staff of music, on which is written a four-note motif played by strings and bassoons in the second and third measures of his Seventh Symphony. The previous year, Nazi forces had surrounded Leningrad, beginning a siege that would last for 872 days, until January 17th of 1944. Some historians believe that the siege of Leningrad may have led to more casualties than any other single event in the history of warfare. It's unknown for certain how many citizens died of starvation, freezing, deprivation, disease, and despair, not to mention the usual casualties from military bombardment. Estimates range from about 600,000 to 1.5 million. The Leningrad Radio Orchestra, under Carl Eliasberg, was the only remaining symphonic ensemble in Leningrad after the Philharmonic was evacuated. On the 2nd of April of 1942, Boris Zagorsky and Yasha Babushkin of the Leningrad City Arts Department announced preparations for the symphony's performance. The hiatus in musical broadcast was quickly ended by Andrei Zdanov, a Soviet politician involved in the defense of Leningrad to allow for rehearsals and provide a morale boost for the city. Performing the symphony, in quotes, became a matter of civic, even military pride. According to an orchestra member, the Leningrad authorities wanted to give the people some emotional stimulation so that they could feel cared for. Of the original 40-member Leningrad radio orchestra, only 14 or 15 were still alive in the city. The others had either starved to death or left to fight the enemy. Shostakovich's symphony required an expanded orchestra of 100 players, meaning the remaining personnel were grossly insufficient. Eliasberg, at the time being treated for dystrophy, went door to door to seek out those musicians who had not responded to the orchestra's reassembly due to starvation or weakness. My God, how thin many of them were, one of the organizers remembered how those people livened up when we started to ferret them out of their dark apartments. We were moved to tears when they brought out their concert clothes, their violins and cellos and flutes, and rehearsals began under the icy canopy of the studio. The first rehearsal in March of 1942 was intended to be three hours long, but had to be stopped after 15 minutes because the 30 musicians present were too weak to play their instruments. They frequently collapsed during rehearsals, especially those playing brass instruments. 
Elias Berg himself had to be dragged to rehearsals on a sledge, and his first attempts at conducting were described as a wounded bird with wings that are going to drop at any moment. A report noted that the first violin is dying, the drum died on his way to work, the French horn is at death's door. Orchestral players were given additional rations donated by civilian music enthusiasts in an effort to combat starvation, and hot bricks were used to radiate heat. But despite these efforts, three performers died during rehearsals. Posters went up around the city requesting all musicians to report to the radio committee for incorporation into the orchestra. Performers were also recalled from the fight with the support of the Soviet commander of the Leningrad Front, Leonid Gavarov. Rehearsals were held six days a week at the Pushkin Theater, usually from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., but were frequently interrupted by air raid sirens and some musicians were required to undertake anti-aircraft or firefighting duties. Members of the military orchestra were often dispatched to the rehearsals to supplement the performers. Rehearsals were moved to the Philharmonia Hall in June, and in late July were increased to five to six hours a day. But under the circumstances, the orchestra played the entire symphony all the way through only once before the premiere at a dress rehearsal on August 6th. Instruments were also in poor condition as few repairmen were available. One oboist was asked for a cat in exchange for a repair, as the starving repairman had already eaten several. The concert was given in the Grand Philharmonia Hall on the 9th of August, 1942, to coincide with Hitler's failed, pre-planned, lavish victory banquet at Leningrad's Astoria Hotel. Hours before the concert, Lieutenant General Gavrov ordered a bombardment of German artillery positions. 3,000 high-caliber shells were lobbed onto the enemy. The purpose of the operation was to prevent the Germans from targeting the concert hall and to ensure that it would be quiet enough to hear the music over speakers he ordered to be set up. He also encouraged Soviet soldiers to listen to the concert via radio. Musicologist Andrei Krukov later praised Gavrov's actions as providing the incentive for the concert, adding that his choice to allow soldiers to participate was a quite exceptional decision. Gavrov himself later remarked to Elias Berg that we played our instrument in the symphony too, you know, in reference to the artillery fire. The military contribution to the affair was not widely known until well after the war ended. There was a large audience for the concert, comprising party leaders, military personnel, and civilians. Leningrad citizens who could not fit into the hall gathered around open windows and loudspeakers. The musicians on stage were reportedly dressed like cabbages in multiple layers to prevent starvation-induced shivering. Shortly before the concert started, the electric lights above the stage were turned on for the first time since rehearsals had commenced. As the hall fell silent, Elias Berg began conducting. The performance was of poor artistic quality, but was notable for the emotions raised in the audience and for its finale. When some musicians faltered due to exhaustion, the audience stood up in a remarkable, spontaneous gesture, willing to keep them going. The performance received an hour-long ovation, with Elias Berg being given a bouquet of Leningrad-grown flowers by a young girl. 
Many in the audience were in tears due to the emotional impact of the concert, which was seen as a musical biography of suffering Leningrad. They had not cried over the dead bodies of their loved ones in winter, a witness reported. But now the tears came, bitter and relieving and unashamed. Loudspeakers broadcast the performance throughout the city, as well as to the German forces in a move of psychological warfare, a tactical strike against German morale. One German soldier recalled how his squadron listened to the symphony of heroes. Years after the war ended, Eliasberg met with some of the Germans who had camped outside Leningrad during the performance, who told him that it had made them believe they would never capture the city. Who are we bombing, he asked. We will never be able to take Leningrad because the people here are selfless. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.